Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Keep your eye on this government of ours. And yes, it's still ours. This is still America, ma'am. Right, Tatiana? This is still America. However, the Biden administration, oh boy, what a bunch of creepy people. Everything they've accused Donald Trump of doing, I believe they are thinking about, if not outright executing. Remember, they said, uh, Donald Trump, he wants to uh, subvert democracy. He wants to uh, institute martial law. He was uh, disinformation. Everything they accused him of, they are actually doing. He was innocent. He was innocent. Very disturbing. So Secretary Mayorkas of the Department of Homeland Security, creepy guy. I mean, man, oh, man, oh, man. Here he is trying to spin his way and lie his way and misrepresent his way um, out of the crisis at the border. Oh, we have no problem at the border. No, did you say we have 50,000? No, 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 no. It's 5,000. You must have gotten your numbers wrong. No, 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 no. All morning long, he's spinning, he's lying, he's, uh, and you can see it. You can see him do it in real time. So Mayorkas is letting people into the country. What's really worse is that Joe Biden can go in front of the cameras almost every day. You know, he doesn't do big press conferences, but they get generally two or three questions to him a day. It's in, you know not prime time, so if he makes a terrible mistake, like he did today, by the way. I'm sorry, but I thought he was having a stroke. Um the consequences, well, they're they're protecting him. Uh, but why isn't Joe Biden? He had three questions today from the fake news, not one about the crisis at the border. And it is a full-blown crisis. You know it. I know it. They want it. They want it. They want the labor. They want the votes. Boy, these people are corrupt. And they are trying to fundamentally change this country into a socialist state. And the latest move, it's not really a surprise because Joe Biden was talking about this the day he became president, January 20th, 2021. We're going to fight the uh, we're going to fight the lies and, and, and protect the truth. That sounds very noble, doesn't it? Stay the hell out of it, Joe. The responsibilities of a president are very clearly defined in the Constitution. Under Article four, by the way, I believe it says he's supposed to protect us from invasion, which that's what's happening at the southern border. But it's not up to the government to determine what's truth and what's lies and police uh, the Internet and social media. Stay the hell out of it. But Mayorkas has uh, said they are creating a new misinformation advisory panel that will come up with new strategies to fight disinformation. And the person in charge of it is some woman who uh, you know, Democrat Party loyalist slash hack was doing all kinds of work for Biden during the campaign. And you know what she was pushing? Uh, that Hunter's laptop was Russia disinformation, disinformation from Russia. And she's going to be in charge of fighting disinformation and misinformation. Huh? Uh, this is getting kind of scary, actually. And I saw Mayorkas sitting there and he said, people who are online and read about election interference and believe that the election was inter- was was illegitimate are susceptible to radicalization and we need to be monitored so i'm all those things by the way i am deeply deeply suspicious of the 2020 election i am not saying that joe biden ain't the president uh he signed the paperwork 
and he raised his right hand. You got your president. Was it really worth it almost destroying this country? I don't think so. So he's the president because I don't want the SWAT team from the FBI busting down the door. He's your president. You did it. I want to know if what happened in Wisconsin was fair. I don't think it was. Can I prove it? No. However, people who can should be with the technical expertise. We should have a full and fair and clean audit of all this stuff. And they say any questioning like this, we're going to be monitored by the Department of Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security that was created after September 11, 2001 to protect us, right? The homeland. And now they want to know what I'm thinking about the election. So you remember possibly after September 11, 2001, that George W. Bush made a big point to visit mosques all over the place to make it clear that our problem was not with Islam, the faith of Islam or Muslim people in general. No, we had a problem with radical terrorists who were often uh, motivated by a radical, perverse form of Islam. Right. I could handle that. Sure. And I guess it was nice that he was visiting these mosques. But when you think about it, by that logic, they're actually not living up to their precedent. You see, if we question the election, they're saying that we are potential terrorists. That's like saying if you practice Muslim, you're a potential terrorist. Practice Islam. Now, I don't think that's the position of the federal government, actually. And by the way, there are a billion people who practice uh, Islam. You don't, you, you don't brand an entire religion. Yes, there's factionalism. Yes, there are radical strands of it. Sure. Have at it. But not in general. And by the way, questioning the election, that's a pretty much of a mainstream uh, idea. They want to make us appear like a bunch of yahoos and strangers and strange cats and just weirdos. No, no, it's it's perfectly fair to bring up, say, Pennsylvania again, that there were two ways to vote in Pennsylvania. Shall I go through this again? Before 2020, two ways to vote, in person or absentee with excuse. All right, everybody knew the rules. Those rules were actually in the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. They're very particular about that. Okay, fine. You want to change the Constitution? You can. There's a procedure for that. You got to do all kinds of things, and they didn't do them. They took advantage of COVID. They changed the rules when they should have changed the law. You needed to change the law first. That's a problem. And Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, you know when they say, again, they are guilty of what they accuse us of doing. Very, very creepy. And how many times did Joe Biden say the laptop was Russia disinformation? He lied to everybody. He lied to 50 million people who are watching that debate. 50 million people. He lied to every, how many people are in this country? 300 million? He lied to every single one of us. That's exactly what, that's exactly what they're saying. Russia disinformation. He and Rudy, remember he couldn't say his name, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani deserves an apology. He deserves a presidential medal of freedom. What a great American. You know what? I think he's going to get it. I'm going to say it right now. Rudy Giuliani will be awarded the presidential medal of freedom by Donald J. Trump in the White House as the, what will he be? He'll be the 46th president of the United States. Rudy Giuliani will receive the much-deserved Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest award a civilian can be granted in America 
and it will happen under the 46th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. What's today's date? April what? 28th? Is it the 28th? 28th, 20th? You can write it down. Should I narrow it down? I'm going to say that this is going to happen in the spring of 2025. That's close enough. All right. That'll be just a few months into Donald Trump's term. I, uh, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. All right. So very dangerous stuff. Stay the hell out of it. <sighs> what else is going on? Um, oh, Joe Biden has $5 million that he shouldn't have. Just remember this. The $5 million, it just kind of showed up. Uh, they just noticed it. In a way. There's a big discrepancy between his tax returns and his, what do you call it, financial disclosure. $5 million bucks. It's represented, I believe, on the tax returns as coming from book royalties and speeches. A guy like this doesn't make that much money on a book that nobody reads and speeches that nobody wants. You think anybody was paying really, really, really big money for an ex-vice president of the United States who was going nowhere, by the way, who was totally on the outs with the Trump administration and became one of, at the time, six living vice presidents? Like being a former vice president wasn't all that big a deal. And again, remember how bad he was when it came to, uh, well, speaking, linking up uh, his mind with his mouth, cut 38. Vice President Biden sticks his foot in his mouth again. Joe Biden sticks his foot in his mouth in Japan. There's been another verbal faux pas from Vice President Joe Biden. Vice President Joe Biden definitely has a reputation for speaking his mind, and his off-the-cuff style has got him into trouble uh, yet again. All right. This is not the kind of guy who... uh, Hold on a second. I just got to... Up, 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 up. Do I have news? No, I don't have news. Uh, If you want, you can make some news with me. At Greg Kelly USA, at Greg Kelly USA, I am eight followers away from having a half million followers. That's kind of an important milestone in the in the career of any influencer. Am I an influencer? Sure, why not? At Greg Kelly USA, I've promised a big prize to my five hundred thousandth follower. I don't, I don't know exactly how big it's going to be. I'll come up with something. Let's see here. I'm going to refresh. Could be exciting for you. Uh, Mostly for me, though. I love it. I love it. I think I'm going to get to a million. Thanks to Elon Musk. Elon Musk let me out of Twitter jail. I I was in Twitter jail. I was in Twitter jail, which is a lot like regular jail. Uh, There's lots of yelling and screaming and fighting and... uh, and guards who are playing head games with you all the time, and the food is crummy. All right? Twitter jail. Being shadow banned. Everybody knows, well, if you're a conservative, you know what that's like. All right, back to Joe Biden. So not only this, everybody knew in the Obama administration what a dunce Joe Biden was. They thought he had no chance of ever being president, which he didn't, unless they, you know, played around with the rules. Um, This is 2015. They told him not to run. It's not your time, Joe. It will never be your time. You're too old, excuse me, and you're too dumb. Cut 39. 
A well-placed source tells CNN, even though the vice president is a beloved figure inside the White House, there is little enthusiasm for a Biden candidacy in the West Wing. We're hearing now, however, that there is limited support inside the White House for a Biden run in 2016. Now we're hearing from a Democratic Party source here at CNN that there's some concern in the White House about the vice president possibly running for president. Uh, Nobody wanted that. Hey, look at that. I am now up at... uh, 520, I can't read this, Five. I, I broke 500,000, a half million. Wow, I just got a big burst there. Now I got to go back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sorry to do this. I got to count 12 more times. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. And I'm going to follow that guy back. And Randy Kurth is my 500,000th follower. Congratulations, Randy. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. I feel special. Uh, 500,000, huh? I can just tell my army of 500,000 people to do whatever I want. No. Half of them, quite frankly, uh, don't like me. Uh, a third of them uh, make fun of me all the time. But at least, at least I'd say 20% will do whatever I say. Um, No, seriously. Hey, thank you to Elon Musk. And you know what? Thank you to, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jack Dorsey. He invented Twitter. And, you know, for all of its problems, it's a pretty great platform. Uh, All right, thanks. we got to take a quick break. We will be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Wow. I am officially an Internet celebrity. 500,000. That's like in the top one half of 1%, right? No, it's not. What? Two per- five? Shut up. All right, look. I'm kind of an Internet celebrity. Oh, all right. I'm getting some pushback about what a not a big deal this is. I thought it was a – I think it's – I'm going to run with it. You know what? Somebody once told me it was great advice you got to make your own fun in life. You know, too many of us were waiting around for somebody else to throw us a party. You know, well, somebody should be patting me on the back. And actually, you know, come to think of it, I think I actually learned this from President Trump. I told you guys, other than, rather than being horrified by the guy, if you study him, if you read his book, if you look at him and you realize this guy, he's got something going on, right? I mean... Becomes the biggest name in real estate by the age of, what, 34? Um, you know, super successful. Everybody wants to, uh, you know, for a while there in the 80s, Donald Trump, he was synonymous with success and wealth. The great American success story. Hey, by the way, oh, well, his father was rich. How many rich kids do you know that, you know, squander it or just don't do anything, you know, just kind of lay around? That's, uh, it's almost more challenging if you come from an ultra-rich family. I know that's not very nice, but it's true sometimes. Anyway, uh, so he becomes a, a major success, the ultimate success in real estate and branding. Then he starts a career in television, and it goes immediately to number one, The Apprentice, the top show, one of the top shows ever broadcast, okay? Uh, he does that for a while. Then he decides, okay, I'm going to go into politics, all right? First time out. Do you know how many times you got to run for president to be president? Well, let's go through it. Nixon ran uh, mm, twice before he got the big job. 
Uh, let's see who was now. I could go through this. I don't want to too long. Uh, Ronald Reagan ran three times. Three? Yes, he did. He ran in 1968. He ran unsuccessfully. He ran in 1976 unsuccessfully, and he ran in 1980. George H. W. Bush ran for president a whole bunch of times before he won. One. Uh, George W. Bush. That brings me to what am I saying? Look, George W. Bush actually ran for Congress in 1978 and lost. Nobody knows that. These guys always try and they lose. Trump, the very first time out, he beats how many guys? 15. And then he beats Hillary, all these career politicians. The guy has got something going on. And I was interviewing him. uh, This is like in 2012. And he had just said, what did he say? He said, you know, I'm at the golf course at the by the Throgs Neck Bridge. And, you know, when you think about it, Greg, I really did a kick-ass job. And I was really just like, what are you doing saying that? And he goes, well, you know, Greg, if I don't say it, you know, somebody else will create a story and I won't get the credit. So you got to take And you know what? I remember saying, you're right about that, aren't you? You're right about that. What the hell? I know you're supposed to, you know, oh, modesty. Oh, put yourself down. Oh, self-deprecation. Screw that. Now, legend has it, he went to the opening of the Verrazano Bridge when he was like 16 years old. Wait, when would he have been? He was born in 1946. The Verrazano opened in, I don't know exactly, but Lyndon Johnson was president. So sometime between 63 and 69. I think it was like in 65. But anyway, he goes to the opening of the bridge and everybody is acknowledged at this uh, ceremony. The Brooklyn Borough President, the Staten Island Borough President, the Comptroller of the City, the Mayor of the City, the City Council person, all these people except, except one glaring exception, the guy who built the bridge. (laughs) He was sitting in the back. He was sitting in the back row. And Trump is, uh, again, legend has it, he didn't feel sorry for the guy. He thought, what a schmuck. He built the bridge. He should have He should have gone up on the stage. Why, why didn't he do that? It, well, so that's kind of you got a point about that, you know? I, I just So you got to make your own fun. You got to kind of do your own, you know? And uh, if, if 500,000 isn't a lot of followers, I think it's a lot. Of, it's, it's, the more, it's the most followers I ever had. Bill, do you know what I mean? You're calling from someplace called Manchester. Where the hell is that? <laughs> I've spoken to you a couple of times. It's. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember, Bill, but where is it? <laughs> it's uh, west of the Toms River, over by uh, McGuire Air Force Base. Okay, what's going on? All right, now I've spoken to you about six months ago about <sighs> the couple that we know that uh, came here to our country from 1992, and they became U.S. citizens in 96. So they're from Mexico. They were recently back in Mexico. Their relatives, uh, they visited them. They're just west of Mexico City. One of their brothers is a police officer. They share information with me. Oh, geez. Just tell me what's going on, man. Just go to get to the point, please. You cannot believe the amount of people that are coming through the easterly side of Mexico from at least 100 different countries. I watched the news. I already know this is going on. I don't need to hear it from your friends from 30 years ago, quite frankly, Bill. No disrespect. I mean, we all I mean, what are you talking about? Is this new? What's new about it? The people that they speak to. 
they have connections here in the United States, drug dealers, MS-13 gangs. <laughs> yeah, I, I just you're making it sound like this is like ultra exclusive secret scoop you've got. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm, uh, where where is the new information that you're all kind of excited about? I'm ready. Well, I guess they're just verifying it, you know, what you say. But when they verify it to me at the extent that they give, me, give, me, give us the information and we do nothing about it, and the, the amount of fentanyl, the drugs that are coming into our country, I know, Bill. and they I know, know about it. I know, it. I know. It's, it's, it's awfully uh, – it's, it's bad. I mean, uh, uh, where are your friends now, by the way? Are they here? They went back? What? No, they're here. They're U.S. Oh, citizens. Well, well, they live here. Uh, so what are you getting? You're getting their in, your information from them? Yes. All right. Well, you you don't need them. I mean, they're no closer to the border than you are. But, but what, what nah, Bill. Come is, on. You got some great need, points, but this is not one of them. I mean, we know all this stuff. You're. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, man. You uh, call back soon with some real scoop, okay? Hey, I gotta go. There's the music, and uh, thank you very much. Sorry about that, Bill. But come on, right? Uh, what else? What else? Okay, it's almost time for lunch. Give me a couple of minutes. Be right back. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Okay, just wrapping up some details here, making it official. I put out my statement on social media on reaching 500,000 followers on Twitter, a half million baby. And you know what? I owe a lot to um, Elon Musk. He took over that company and they freed up the, uh, well, I think the people who worked there had to get rid of all the shadow banning, all the little fancy um, algorithms, logarithms, calculus, whatever they were doing to keep conservatives like me um, shadow banned. And uh, thank you, Elon Musk. Man, I would love to go to the moon, by the way. I actually asked him if I can go to the moon in this statement. I think it was a... Should it, you want me to read it to you? Eh, it's kind of long and goofy. It's a little bit, you know, jokey. But anyway, I am uh, I'm pleased. And thank you. At Greg Kelly USA. That's uh, they say I'm driving uh, a good chunk of the conversation on the uh, on the right politically. OK. Uh, Joe Biden had you tell me, does this sound like a stroke or something? This was not good. Uh, I think we have it all queued up. All right, let's uh, let's see what happened here. This is just about, this is about eleven o'clock this morning. Go ahead from the White House. In addition House. to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains. Of Putin's kleptocracy, uh, yeah, kleptocracy, and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Oh, that's not funny, Joe. That's not funny. The kleptocracy—that's like a government that steals, right? Kleptocracy. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how to how how do I feel about this. And what did he say? We're going to accommodate them. We're going to accommodate the kleptocracy? What? Um, now, it's interesting. Uh, there's not a murmur about this on cable news. That's all they do is sit around and watch the president all day, and hoping he'll make news or say. But they protect this one, don't they? They protect. Can I hear that? I'm sorry. One more time. 
And you tell them, let me know. Give me a call. What's our number here? 800-848-9222. Am I overreacting? Underreacting? Uh, go ahead. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, kleptocracy and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities to seize property linked to Russia's kleptocracy. Oh, it's going stop. to create. New- stop. Hey, by the way, didn't we announce this like two months ago that we were going after their yachts and stuff like that? Kleptocracy. He couldn't. How many syllables is that? Kleptocracy. Four. Hmm. Now, the thing is, this is not new. This was Joe in 2020. But you'll remember, the media protected him. He didn't even have to leave the basement. Okay? Um, He made wild gaffes, but since he wasn't in public all that often... He could get away with them. And when he made them, the media covered it up. Uh, this is, uh, what do we think here? What do we think? All right, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, oh, you know how Hunter has been ripping off, uh, well, basically when you think about it, everybody. Hunter cashing in on his father's prestige. Um, here's Hunter actually bragging about the access he has to his father, the president. Now, you might think, oh, that's beautiful. They're close. No, they're talking business when they talk on the phone. Cut 42, please. Did you say your da- you and your dad talk every night? Every night, yeah. Yeah, well, we talk at least every night, yeah. Sometimes. By the way, <laughs> not only does he talk to me every night, he calls every one of my daughters. He talks to each one of them every day. And he talks to me. And I know that he the talks to my sister. The president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. But, by the way, he's always done that. I mean, always. Uh, that's, uh, uh, now, who needs to hear that? Clients. Clients. And you know what? The Bidens aren't the ones who invented this. Okay? It's the swamp. Republicans and Democrats alike do it. Going to go back now to 1992. What's happening in 1992? Well, George H.W. Bush is president. George W. Bush, his son, is not yet the governor of Texas. That that race is two years away. What's he doing? He's hanging around bragging about being the son of a president. This is shockingly boastful, weird, but and very, very swampy, of course. Cut 43. This is the voice of... Of the future president of the United States, George W. Bush, cut 43. When you're the president's son and you've got unlimited access combined with some credentials from a prior campaign in Washington, D.C., people tend to respect that. I mean, access is power. And uh, I can find my dad and talk to him any time of the day. So don't we have laws against that? <laughs> I mean, you can talk to him, but access is power power to do what that's a he was bragging about what he can get done for paying clients huh it's always worked that way now i'm going to play something else for you let me set the scene this is 2005 joe biden is a united states senator 
and he's at a political event in South Carolina, just walking around a room. A lot of folks, a lot of folks, and Joe is a star. He's the headliner for the evening. It's a Friday night, by the way. No, I'm sorry, it's a Saturday night. I, I was also wondering, what the hell is Hunter doing with him? At this time, Hunter is married with three kids. Yet he's, he's his father's wingman on a Saturday night in South Carolina. And they're working the room and working the room. And everyone's pleased to meet Joe. Wow, Joe, Joe. And I notice, you can't, I played this on my show last night. Hunter is watching his father like a hawk, right? He's just kind of almost like a bodyguard, right? Just kind of watching everybody he talks to. And at the right moment, he swoops in. And this is the right moment, okay? Some guy is asking for a favor from Joe. And then he finally figures out what's really going on. I think, uh, by the way, you and I should try. You and I should work on that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Cut 44. All right, stop. I know it's hard to hear. It's in the middle of a party. Okay. Maybe we can work something out, Joe says. Well, I understand, Hunter, you ha- you have a law firm. Do you have a card? He gets it. He gets it. You want this? Go to Hunter. Pay Hunter. Joe will do it. It's fascinating. And they were all doing it. George W. Bush, who took this country to war, invading the wrong country, Iraq. One more time. What do people respect in Washington? Cut 43. When you're the president's son and you've got unlimited access combined with some credentials from a prior campaign in Washington, D.C., people tend to respect that. I mean, access is power. And uh, I can find my dad and talk to him any time of the day. Wow. That's corruption, everybody. Now, from time to time, a light is shown on it by uh, a brave patriot by the name of Bobolinsky. Remember Bobolinsky? He should be a household name by now. Bobolinsky. The Bidens uh, brought him in to run their corrupt firm. But this guy was an upstanding business fan, businessman. And when he saw what was going on, he was like, what the hell? You guys are going to get caught. I don't want any part of this. And then he came forward just prior to the election. Cut 41. I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, approx- and a- at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. How about that, huh? Well, we got to cover that up, right? Bob Alinsky, U.S. Navy veteran, uh, Penn State grad, uh, successful businessman. That must be a Russian disinformation specialist, right? Right? Of course. It's all coming together, isn't it? Um, Hey, by the way, Mark Levin, the great one, you hear him on this station, he's the one who really highlighted, and look, he sells books like nobody's business, Mark Levin, right? He looked at that income that Joe Biden uh, realized, quote-unquote, right after he became uh, a private citizen, after the vice presidency, $5 million for a silly little book called Promise Me, Dad? Huh? 
Nobody. <laughs> no, no. These are phony books. These are phony books. The money was real, but he didn't earn it. Speaking engagements. So you can hear him put his foot in his mouth? Huh? A lot of folks think that the money that's been squirreled away. Hey, what did Hunter say? 50%. He gave 50% to his father. Everything. Half of everything Hunter made, he had to give to the old man. That makes a hell of a lot of sense, actually, doesn't it? Hey, another thing that Elon Musk does great, not only does he turn the uh, Internet upside down and make it a safe place, at least Twitter, for free speech, he's sending men and women into outer space on these SpaceX rockets. And he will be hopefully taking us all to the moon, especially me. I want to go. And I hear he's taking all kinds of people. Hell, who do they take up into space on the Bezos rocket? Strahan. That phony baloney guy with the gap. The only thing he's got going for him is that gap in the teeth. Well, and he was a good football player. Ah, he's a nice guy. Ah, you know what? I don't like him. He's fake news. And he gave that poor guy, Chris, from The Bachelor, he kicked him when he was down. I mean, kicked him right in the groin. So I don't like Strahan. But Strahan got a ride on Jeff Bezos' rocket. Maybe I can get a ride on, uh, on Elon Musk's. And here's what I want to do. I want to go to the moon. I desperately, I really do. I've always fantasized about it. I've always thought about it. Quite frankly, I think it's going to happen for me. I know, it's, it's, but I think it's going to happen. And I would be content, as I told him in my thank you letter, I would be content just orbiting the, the moon. You just got to send me around once. Remember that in Apollo 13? They didn't land on the moon, but they just used the moon to slingshot back to Earth. That's all we'd have to do, uh, preferably without the explosion. And I just think, God, all, all the centuries, how many centuries have we been around? How many, what's, how, how far back do we go? 10,000 years? Something like that? It's kind of amazing. The earth is about 4 billion years old. Men and women showed up about 50,000 years ago. And then I think recorded history started about 5,000 years ago, if that, 10,000 years ago. Somebody said if... Um, let the history, remember in math, like let, let 100 equal 4. Let 4 billion, wait, how does this work again? If you could cram 4 billion years into one year, windy, oh, here's a better analogy. You know toilet paper? Sorry to be crude, but you know toilet paper? Okay, you know when you're going through it, and you're going, like, let's say you unravel an entire 1,000-sheet Scott Tissue uh, toilet paper, Right? And let's say that toilet paper represents the history of the world. All right? From the Big Bang to right now. So you, un, you unfurl the entire thing. I wonder how many blocks that would be. I bet that would be about 10 city blocks, something like that. Do you know when man shows up on, in the picture, if that's the history of the world? One half of the last sheet of toilet paper. That's when we show up. Isn't that crazy? Now, some people think that undermines, uh, that undermines the idea of God and Jesus. It doesn't. It doesn't. He just gave us, he just gave us stuff to study and wonder about. It's, 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 it, it all makes sense. All right, so my point was, everybody who's looked at the moon, you know, all these people, well, it's actually not much con- considering what I just said. But since the beginning of time, people have been looking at the moon. How many folks have been there? Twelve have walked on the moon. And something like, I think, 20, 
including those who walked on the moon, have been around the moon. 20. How many people have lived ever? About 70 billion. Talking about an elite club. And I think I'm going to join it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Yes. Uh, let's do the phones. Ooh, we have an Agnes on the phone. Agnes, a very prestigious sounding name. Is this the Agnes in New Jersey again? Hi. Hi, how are you? Fine. I just, want, I just wanted to say it's not over with Ashley Babbitt. I have a lot of faith in um, God, and I think since I'm from the laundromat, the Agnes from the laundromat, the Washington, D.C., Swamp is like a laundromat. It's all going to come out in the wash. And I do believe that um, Elon Musk is on the right track. And so are you, um, Mr. Kelly. And I um, just wanted to say that, you know, Ashley Babbitt is truly a martyr for the United States of America. She got killed just like the martyrs did for Christianity. And anyway, that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I think you're right about that. Everything's going to work out. Uh, A martyr. And how can you kill a woman on television who's unarmed? And everybody says it's fine on the left. It's not. It's not. That justice, that injustice, that horrible crime, there will be justice. Agnes, you are correct. And uh, let's see that through. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Glenn in Howard Beach. Hi. What? Hey, how are you? All right. Listen, I take umbrage in what you said about uh, corrections officers. You said uh, you play head games with the inmates? Oh, haven't you seen the movies? Yes, you did. Shawshank Redemption. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Alcatraz. Look, dude, I'm not talking about uh, New York's uh, boldest and brave. I'm not talking about those who are on active duty now, but you know what I mean. Um, In popular culture, guards, and by the way, I did say guards, and you know and I know that uh, the folks over there at Rikers are not called guards. They're corrections officers. So, um, and there's a little, there's, historically, there's been, uh, let's, come on, you're not, you're not really genuinely offended, are you? Yeah, they play head games with us. We, my, me, so I don't get beat up. You got to play head games with us. I mean, with them. And remember what I told hey, you? Hey, wait, 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 wait. What, what uh, jail did you work uh, in? Six building. What's that? Oh, on. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. So tell me what it is. It's C-76. It's I, I still Dallas don't know Pope. what it is. It, this is a complex on, this is a building on Rikers yeah, Island? There's 10, jails on, there's 10 jails on Rikers Island. Yeah, okay, it's a big place. All right, you work there. Great. Yeah, no, no, we we talked before, but I, I told you about body and family. You said you never heard that word before. Sorry. Ask your father. Yeah, Glenn, I didn't get around to it. Hey, oh, you guys no. give me homework assignments, you callers. Give me a break. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Are you re- you're retired now, right? Yes, sir. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I moved to Howard Beach. When I called you before, I was in Middle Village. Don't ask me why I'm Oh, old. I do remember you now. You were the guy who was drinking during the day. Excuse me. It was 
I'm retired. It sounds. I know. I, 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 in the afternoon. It sounds like you're back to it. I told you about that. I told you. Not at all. Not at all. What do you mean, not at all? I'm not. No. I'm offended by what you said about, you know, the CEOs, they play head games. All right. Relax. We already covered that. Are you drinking again? Uh, a little. Oh, damn it, Glenn. Listen, listen. I, oh, come on, man. You can't be doing that in the afternoon. It's too uh, Come on. Again, I'm retired. And, you uh, can't. You're retired. You're Re- retired. Wait a I'm second. A- that's, a, that's the thing. Oh. This whole thing, I'm retired. All right, so you don't work for the city anymore. You work for yourself. Uh, you, it's more no, important sir. now that you be sober than when you were working for the city, quite frankly. No, I, I'm fine, but if I have a speech impediment, would you say that to me? I'm not. You just acknowledge that you've been drinking, Glenn. And you, 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 a little. Yeah, a little, a little in the afternoon is not a good thing. And there you go. He did it again. All cursing and stuff like that. Everything was going fine. Actually, it wasn't going that fine. You see how I handled them, though? Right? Up at- Mike is in the Bronx. Mike, hello. I uh, just wanted to follow up on, on, the, uh, on the moon flight. There were 24 people have orbited, orbited and or walked on the moon in, to- in total. How many? Four orbited the moon, Wait, including say- the ones that, that were Yeah, walking. yeah, yeah. I said 20. You're right. 24. That sounds about right. 24 which is an incredibly, incredibly exclusive group. Uh, and imagine that. Look, crazier things have happened. If they're taking Michael Strahan and Captain Kirk up uh, on Bezos's rocket, and I have a feeling uh, I'm in with Lee Elon Musk. It just tells me something tells me he likes me. He may not even know. Actually, he knows I exist. I once talked to him when I was on Good Day New York. I talked to him very briefly. So who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, it's great. The moon. We got to get back there. Mike, anything else? No, that's it. I just uh, you, you sound like a, a fellow space aficionado. I thought I was the only one who had any interest in it anymore. No, let me recommend two movies to you that you may not have seen. One is called Moonwalk One. I recommend this to everybody, actually. Moonwalk One. It's a documentary. You can find it on YouTube. You can also find it on iTunes, Moonwalk One. It is a 90-minute documentary, and we've all seen moon documentaries, right? You think you've seen it. You see the cheesy ones by National Geographic. You haven't seen anything like this. It was commissioned by NASA in 1970, and they have amazing footage and music, and the narration is so powerful. Have you ever seen this, Mike? Never. I'm looking forward to it All right. already. Moonwalk 1. It's quite frankly better than Apollo 11, which came out about three years ago. They restored a lot of the footage. I'd, I'd see that as well. Apollo 11, the restored one from 2018, 2019. All right. Enjoy it, Mike. And uh, it is almost time. Oh, uh, all right. Do we have anything else here? Um, do you think he was having a medical issue one more time? And Joe Biden, when he, when he had that little uh, thingamajig, go for it. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and clep- the guys who are the kleptocracy. <laughs> That's a problem. 
This man, this cannot go on. I don't know if it's the 25th Amendment or resignation or something, right? I guess those are our only two options. Uh, This cannot go on. All right, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Welcome back. Hey, thanks again, Elon Musk. Did everybody see this on TV? Maybe you didn't uh, because he's, yeah, actually, come to think of it, remember every time uh, Jeff Bezos goes into space with his celebrity friends, the networks stop everything and, oh, my gosh, look at this, and they have a big press conference and then they watch it and they have all their experts. But when Elon Musk uh, arranges for a blast off into space like he did yesterday, cut 45, please. Yay! All right. Happened it early in the morning, and uh, congratulations. They're going to get there. Wait, today, yesterday's Wednesday. Is today Thursday? Today's Thursday. So the astronauts uh, are already at the International Space Station. That's great. Imagine that. That guy, Musk, pretty amazing. And how old is he? 50. 50 years old. Good for him. And it's good for us that he's a good guy. Um, I love it. I love it. Now, you heard our president had a little mishap this morning. Uh, got trapped in between syllables trying to pronounce the word kleptocracy. He was trying to describe Russia. This, of course, is uh, not new. But what does the media do? They never talk about it. What they love doing is obsessing about Putin. Putin. Putin looks fine to me. I don't see any problem there. Uh, I mean, I don't like the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not noticing anything about his health. But boy, oh boy, every little minutia. Listen to this. Cut 46, please. Questions are swirling about Russian President Vladimir Putin's health. There's two real primary concerns right now. The stability of Putin's health and whether he would actually seek a nuclear option. Bloated Vladimir Putin video heightens theories that Russian leader is sick. New video of him gripping a table has prompted lots of rumors that he has Parkinson's disease. He was visited by a thyroid cancer doctor 35 times and I think it was four years. Putin has had a bit of a bloated appearance. What was striking to me was his hand. You yeah. see it there. He didn't move his hand the entire time. That was pretty strange. All right. Uh, every little thing they're looking at. But when it comes to Joe, Joe Biden, now we can all see it. You don't have to study him and like, oh, he's gripping the desk tightly. What are they talking about? I mean, little, little stuff. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is having a full-on meltdown in front of all of us. Cut 48, please. I was at the, at, 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 at the big meeting we had in Europe. Thanks to Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley and, and Earl Bump, and Earl, excuse me. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Citizens of our, our, our allies who went in with us. Not Metropole. No, excuse me, not Mariupol. Expanding manufacturing capacity in the Middle East, in, in the Middle uh, uh, Atlantic, excuse me, in the Midwest. Defense partner for the I'm sorry, I can't hear you. 
All right, so it's a mess. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. The reporters see it. We see it. People on the street. Everybody knows Joe's got problems. But nobody asks. Every day he gets questions. I heard, sir, are you concerned about the perception uh, that Ukrainian officials may have? Hey, the border, we have no border, and you seem to be losing your mind. Care to comment on that? And there's a way you can even make it a little bit edgier. Here's one of my favorites uh, is a friend, James Rosen, White House correspondent for Newsmax. This is last year. This is the only reporter. How long has Joe been president now? A year and a half? How long has he uh, been running? For, like two and a half years? And nobody ever asked him except him. Cut 47. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Well, I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, Thank so you. the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. Uh, you have no idea? Mr. Kleptocracy, here's, here, here's your answer. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just give it up. Kleptocracy. Oh. The guys who are the kleptocracies. And you're going to accommodate them. He's going to accommodate them. I was talking to Rosen about this. I mean, there's not one president who has screwed up like this, like ever, since the invention of television. We've never seen a president have this kind of issue. I remember Donald Trump, uh, he gave a kick-ass speech at West Point. And then afterwards, for whatever reason, they had him walk down a ramp. And the more I think about that, apparently the ramp was slippery and he really took his time. He was careful. This guy, you know, Donald Trump knew the power and the importance of optics. Remember in the, what was that thing? The Access Hollywood tape? You know, hey, when you're, you know, all that stuff. Well, just before he gets off the bus, he says to Billy Bush, you know, be careful going down the stairs, Billy. You don't want to be like Gerald Ford. Remember Gerald Ford always falling down? Gerald Ford fell down like twice, and they, it just became a laughing stock. By the way, the Access Hollywood tape is a great big lie. We'll break it down some other time, but it's a great big lie. The, the very essence of that is consent. No one was ever – everybody missed the story there. I'll, 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 maybe we'll do that tomorrow. So, um, hmm. Hey, one other thing. Uh, who does this sound like? Does this sound like a public servant? Does this sound like somebody who cares about you and your problems? This is 2007. This is State Senator Eric Adams uh, of Brooklyn up in Albany. And what does he want? Cut 53. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. We deserve more money. We deserve to be paid for the job we're doing. Senator Adams, I believe you've made your point in the two minutes. How do you vote? I deserve a raise. 
I deserve a raise. What kind of thug talks like that, huh? Well, we got him. This kind of thug who uh, makes it all about him and his strutting and his clothes and this and that. And what the hell is Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes, allegedly the most prestigious program in all of broadcast news, doing with a question like this? 52, please. You've talked about swagger. <laughs> Walking down the street with you, uh, you have swagger, certainly. <laughs> and and you, you've said that when, when the mayor has swagger, the city has swagger. That's right. What is swagger? It's, you know, feeling as though you've overcome so much that you can overcome whatever is in front of you. Uh, in other words, arrogance. All right? Arrogance. Arrogance. No humility whatsoever. And what's he going to do? What's his big project? Finding cops on their cell phones. That's what he's going to do. He's going to show up the next day and find that. Uh, just, we got a problem, folks. His act is wearing thin. I told you about him a long time ago. Uh, let's see. Hey, you notice this stuff about drag? You know, dressing up in women's clothes? Look, if RuPaul wants to do it, if, uh, what's that singer who's a man but wears makeup? Boy George. Who's the other one? Allison. Allison Chains. What is that guy? Allison Chains. Um, there are people who do that. And that's great. It works for them. Whatever. I don't care. Sure. Actually, you know who RuPaul is? RuPaul's Drag Race? That guy put out probably the best, one of the best dance albums of all time in the uh, mid-90s. It was called Supermodel of the World. Every song on that album is fantastic. Remember that? You used to buy an album, and we actually listened to them. We listened to all the songs, not eight seconds of some track on Spotify, and then we just, it was, it was nice. It was. I don't like to be one of those Mr. Yesteryear guys, but it was nice. You inhaled the entire album because there wasn't a billion other things to do. And this is why I think music was better back then. You ever see the movie Straight Outta Compton? You know, that's not my cup of tea when it comes to music. But something very interesting happens in that film. Uh, Dr. Dre, it opens with Dr. Dre, a young Dr. Dre. Forgot the actor's name. He's very good, by the way. And he is on his bedroom floor. He's got big headphones on. He is surrounded by album covers. And his eyes are closed. And he's just in the zone. And he's tapping his chest. And he's moving his mouth a little bit. And you can tell what's happening there is he's becoming a master. He's developing his mastery. He's immersed in the music. And there weren't a billion other things to do. And I see this all the time. People I know and like, they're just, they're pulled in a million different directions. There's always something easier and seemingly more fun to do than actually make progress on the real, true priorities of your life. Why not just scroll through Instagram and Twitter and watch some dumb TV show rather than buckle down and do the work it will take to get you to where you want to go? Why not just watch some Netflix, smoke some dope, and yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's all the fulfillment that some people need. That's fine. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. More for us, the workers, people who want to get ahead, people who are hungry. Too many people are satisfied. They shouldn't be satisfied because they don't have enough. Hey, by the way, did you hear about the student loans? 
They're talking about this massive, massive package to repay student loan, $50,000. You could say that's okay. I don't think it's okay. Well, number one, college should not be as expensive as it is. You know, before World War, before the Vietnam War, you could actually go to a Ivy League school and pay for it yourself. You could work, you could work study, and actually manage to pay for it yourself. Can you imagine that? You can't do that today. It's $90,000 a year, some of these schools. And they've got these incredible endowments, billions and billions of dollars. And of course, what do we do when we're in college? Uh, well, if you're like me, you didn't study that hard. There were a million other things to do. Stupid. What did Bernard Shaw say? I only know this because I saw it in The Honeymooners, by the way. I don't even know who Bernard Shaw is. But he said, youth is wasted on the young. Very profound. Seriously. All right, be right back. Greg Kelly. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Have you seen what I've seen lately around town and actually across the country? Gay pride flags hanging from churches. Gay pride flags hanging from churches. Now, isn't that great? A message of inclusivity. I don't think it's so great, actually. I think it feels very exclusionary to people like me, actually, who happen to not be gay. I see a flag like that, and I just don't feel terribly welcome. I also, it makes me a little bit skeptical as to what the hell is going on in there. I saw it at a church yesterday. I've seen it at a lot of churches. There's one on Park Avenue, a great big, all are welcome. Well, we already knew that, by the way. Now, you're trying to drive an agenda with that. You know, when people talk about God and Jesus, it's a magnificent thing. I mean, it's, it's, it can, it's the doorway to so much, to everything. Let me see if this analogy works. Imagine you met somebody who wanted to become an American citizen. And the first thing you hit them with was, well, you know, we got this place called Gitmo. Yeah, it's in Cuba. It's technically, and we've had people there since 9-11, and they've been held, some of them without trials. Are you sure you want to come to America? And you go right to this controversial part of America, which, by the way, doesn't really affect. If you go right to the Bible and you look up the part that you think excludes you, when they start talking about sex, you're missing the whole, you're missing, what is it? You're seeing the forest from the trees. You can't say, you've got to take it all in. I, you know, I've been reading the Bible, and I've kind of yet to come to the part where they make somebody feel bad about their sexuality. I don't see it. Well, wait a minute, the Old Testament. Well, yes, and then the New Testament, and there's this conversation about eunuchs and all that kind of stuff. And some would say it's open to interpretation. Look, 
I've got my hangups. I've got my interests. I've got things that I am not proud about, right? Uh, And I take them all with me wherever I go, even when I go into church. I don't need the church to acknowledge all of these things about me for me to feel comfortable or welcome there. Does that make sense? I don't want to fill in all the blanks. I'm kind of talking in a roundabout way on purpose so uh, to respect my privacy, and you understand. I'm not better than anybody else, okay? But let's pretend for a moment that my – well, yeah, all right. Let's 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 go with that. Imagine I really like trains, okay, Train, which I do, by the way, model trains. And I it was like a passion of mine. And to, for me to be my full, complete self – I had to be playing with trains and train tracks and, uh, you know, paper mache mountains and the, you know, all that stuff, right, that you used to have in your basement as a kid. I, needed, I need that all the time to feel like my true, complete self. And when I get to church, they better have a little area for me to be playing with my train tracks right up front. And I'm going to talk about my train tracks all day long. And you better listen and accept me. I don't think that's what it's all about. That's for me to work out. It's not for you to consider or know about or anything. I kind of feel that way about this LGBTQ flag on the church. I do. And it's really making for the first time. I, hey, I understand, by the way. There are people who could be blackmailed and not allowed to work. You could get fired for being gay. And that was wrong. That was bad. But do you want ultimately to be the oppressors? Like, the oppressed can become the oppressors. I've heard of that happening before. You know, there was a period of time in my life where I was trying to get something done professionally, and I really started to get the feeling that when I ran up into brick wall after brick wall, that I couldn't get it done because I was a white male, heterosexual white male. And people kind of acknowledge that. You're not the flavor of the month. You're not the flavor of the year. You're not the flavor of the decade. Maybe you want to try something else. I shared this with some close friends of mine. A couple of them happen to be people of color. A couple of, not all of them, but a couple of them said, well, now you know what it feels like to be us. Huh? Well, for hundreds of years, we've had to deal with that. And, uh, well, number one, you didn't. (laughs) And you didn't, because I know about these guys, and I know what they've been through, and I know the opportunities they had, and I know they haven't suffered from discrimination. Yeah, but somebody once looked at me. Okay, whatever. You've had remarkable opportunity after remarkable opportunity, and I'm not. we're not in some seminar. This is actually happening to me. And let's say that's true. Let's say you did suffer. Let's say all that stuff did happen, and a lot of it did happen. Should you now have a feeling of satisfaction that it's happening to anyone else? Wouldn't you want that to not happen to anybody? I wouldn't want it to happen to anybody. I actually, weirdly, have a certain amount of newfound empathy for anybody who has been discriminated against for things they can't control. And what can't you control? You can't control, I believe, your orientation. You can't control, well, you can control your, you can control your sexuality with a great deal of effort, but you can't control 
what you like. I don't. I actually feel like you're born one way or the other. You can't control your ethnicity. You can't control your skin color. Yeah, you can't control your gender either. Fair enough. I mean, I know lately it seems. Hey, that reminds me. Christine wants to say something about that. She's in Middletown. Hi, Christine. Hi. Good afternoon, Mr. Kelly. How are you? Good. You closed yesterday's show with a video uh, that's seen at the prom with a uh, CEO. He ended up getting fired for saying something to that kid in the draft. Yeah, Sam Johnson. Uh he was in Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, at a hotel about a year ago. Yeah. And there were a couple of kids there from a high school, obviously boys. One of the boys was dressed in a dress, a woman's dress, and this guy called him an idiot, the CEO of the company. And he got fired for calling the kid an idiot. Yeah, that that's what happened. What's up about and that? I, well, I would have said a lot worse to that kid than Mr. Johnson did. It's a travesty that he got fired from his uh, CEO position for that. Because those kids, they're acting like idiots to begin with. I agree. I really do agree. And uh, though then again, one of the reasons why I'm on this guy's side is, uh, and I would say to you, Christine, you don't want to go much further than idiot. I mean, you know, what 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 did you have in mind? What would you have called the person? I mean, seriously. I, I mean, have, I, I would have said if you want to wear women's clothes, don't halfway it. I live my life. I know I can't change the fact that I was born male, but now I live as a female. And if you're gonna dress in women's attire go the whole way it puts us in a bad light when people don't do that oh christine you've called before right yeah i like you you called from are you in connecticut oh shoot i lost her anyway christine thank you keep in touch you got a very interesting perspective uh i gotta take a quick break you're listening to the greg kelly show Hey, do we care what Kevin McCarthy is saying? Yes and no. Kevin McCarthy, a swamp congressman, not impressed. He's been there since he's a Republican from California. The What is he? Minority leader. Uh, he was in the running to be speaker. I don't think it can happen anymore because, well, he is a swamp guy. Uh, he is not MAGA. He's all about, well, he's not about leading. He's about the game, the game of politics, not getting anything done for anybody. I was thinking about that today. I would hate to be a member of Congress. I mean, God bless the guys who do it, but not me. No way. You know, especially if you're in the leadership, you got to worry about these uh, delegations and factions and the trading and the horsemanship of it all. And then you got to go back and take care of your own district and you got the potholes and then the it's just a mess. I don't I don't think I want to do any of that. Um, So Kevin McCarthy, though. I think what he's got his eye on is the prize. And what is the prize? The speakership. And why does he want to be speaker? Well, uh, being speaker is a big, big, big freaking deal. You got the president of the United States. You got the vice president of the United States. And then you got the speaker. It's that order. Uh, So let's pretend for a moment that, uh, God forbid, you know, I don't know. uh, uh, The president dropped dead. Then the vice president dropped dead. Who's the president? Who becomes the president? The uh, speaker of the house. I wonder if that's ever happened before in history. It actually has. I don't know. But anyway, um, so that's pretty cool. You get a car. Not only do you have a car and driver, you get a fleet of guys. You get all this uh, security. You feel like you're the head of state. And you get this enormous office and 15 other offices and a hell of a lot of perks. And you're on TV a lot. It's a very powerful job. And Kevin McCarthy desperately wants it. So. 
what do you do to get it? Well, you manage, you manage, you get make sure that you're on the right side of everything. You, I think you think about yourself more than anybody else. So after January 6th, he totally loses it. He totally overreacts. We had been through how many? 1,000 riots, Black Lives Matter, people dying, buildings being looted, burned to the ground, uh, throngs of people taking over cities. And we have uh, the horns guy running through, yelling in the Senate, uh, you know, a couple of garbage bags uh, overturned. And this guy says, I'm going to recommend to the president that he resign. This is not a wartime consigliere. You know what I mean? And here's more. There's more audio. Now, he's talking to Steve Scalise. I'm not We're going to hear Steve Scalise's voice as well. Steve Scalise also on this call is a little bit uh, wobbly, but I cut him a lot of slack. The guy was shot once on a baseball field. Remember that? He was practicing with the Republican baseball team, softball team in Northern Virginia, where some crazy Bernie Sanders supporter uh, came and shot up the field, including Steve Scalise. Thank God he survived. Uh, all right, let me hear uh, Kevin McCarthy cut 55. I just got something said now about Newsmax of Matt Gates said where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere um, than some of the other places. This is, this is serious stuff people are doing that has to stop. Joel and, uh, and Louie's comments, too, a lot of members have said, some real concerning things. It's potentially illegal what he's doing. He's putting people in jeopardy. And he, he doesn't need to be doing this. It's, we, we saw what people would do in the Capitol. Um, you know, at least people came prepared. It's rope. Wow, people came prepared with rope. Huh? Uh, did he see what people came prepared with uh, during Black Lives Matter? Hmm? Uh, <laughs> they came prepared with Molotov cocktails. But that's okay. That's literally okay. You can throw a Molotov cocktail at a police van and not go to jail. One guy brought a Molotov cocktail to the Capitol. He left it in his pickup truck, didn't use it, didn't throw it at anything. Poor guy is still in jail. And he's 73, 70 freaking three years old. We had lawyers uh, firebomb a police vehicle, and those guys are already free. I just... uh, or what do you think of that call? You see what I mean? Uh, Vic is in Cherry Ridge, Pennsylvania. How are you, Vic? I'm doing great, Greg. Uh, you know, hey, Vic. My question is. Hey, Vic. Yes. Question for you. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts about the um, uh, Pennsylvania race, you know, for Senate? Well, you know, I'm a conservative, so uh, independent, but I'm conservative, so, uh, and I'm a registered Republican, so I'm still looking over what's happening. Well, you know, you know I, I like Oz a lot. You know, I always like Oz, but, uh, you know, I've seen some things that have come out. I just want to, I can't believe that he had said these things that they're saying he said. Like what? But, you know, the like what? Press. Well, you know, that uh, uh, he, was, he wasn't able to answer the question, uh, when life begins. So know, hold on uh, a second. Hold on a second. You know, President Trump, who is the most pro-life president we've ever had. You know, you can look it up. In 1999, he said he's pro-choice. He's pro- he was pro-choice. You know, when you decide to throw your hat in the ring and represent people, it's different. Oz has made solemn pledges. I believe him. 
I also believe that, look, you can go back, you, me, find statements that we made. I'm shooting my mouth off three hours a day every single day. Oh, boy. You know, I probably said everything. I mean, I, I, I just, look, I know the guy. I know he's incredibly talented. I think he's got great integrity. So uh, I'm technically not endorsing anybody, but I'm certainly rooting for him. Uh, Vic, uh, anyway, you wanted to say something else. Yeah. Uh, regarding Ashley Babbitt, you know, when the Congress changes and everything, will they be able to bring this uh, charges against that police officer that has been honored like he's a hero of some sort, the coward that he is? Uh, that's a good question. I would say it's unlikely, but hey, they brought yeah. they brought charges against people. You know, many years later, you see it on, you know, cold case files, and uh, you know, years later, decades later, they can bring charges against somebody. Uh, I don't think a grand jury was ever convened. That was simply a Justice Department review. So I would yeah. I would think, and we have the evidence that. He's vulnerable. I would say it's unlikely, but um, it would certainly be the right thing, don't you think? I would say so. All I right. agree a hundred percent. I know, man. I know. Me too. Me too. Me too. Terrible situation, indeed. Uh, let's see what else is going on out there. Oh, Eric Adams. Eh, enough of that guy. Let me take one more call. We got. Oh, Maria is in Franklin Square. Hi, Maria. Hello, Greg. How are you? Oh, very well. How are you, my dear? Congratulations on 500,000 Twitter. Thank you so much. It's a very, big deal. I'm very proud. Thank you. You're the, let me tell you, you're the best. The way you speak for us, all of us, you should run for Congress. You really should. I would vote for you in a heartbeat. But listen, <laughs> I have another thing to discuss. Yeah. The president. Hmm. You said he looked like he had a stroke. Maria, you know, Maria, hold on a second. When you use language like that, we got to press a button. Everything's got to get reset. The FCC, we got to send them a letter. And the thing about it, Maria, you speak Italian. If you want to curse, you could you could curse in Italian. It sounds so much nicer. Bad uh, you know, you'd be surprised around here. Uh, okay, they get very uncomfortable. But go ahead. Right. I want to answer your question uh, because you said, do you think? Mm-hmm. He looks like he can't speak. He can't walk. And, you know, like everybody else knows, he's not running this country. He's not the one that's making decisions. You know, I... Uh... I'm not so sure about that, actually. I, I, I used to say that, that it was like Obama and Susan Rice and uh, Ron Klain. But I think this nasty guy gets involved a lot and yells his head off and curses at people. I, he's more involved than you might think. And that's, uh, that's an issue. That's a real problem, actually, especially as we have Russia talking about using nuclear weapons. I'll play that tonight. They are creeping the hell out of me, uh, saying oh, that, me uh, yeah, that's getting uh, that's me getting too. bad. That's very, very scary. Yeah. But you know what? what? I have to tell you, as a traditional Italian woman, I come from a very, very traditional Italian family. Mm-hmm. I explained to you year, a month ago, 
We came to this country, worked very hard, became American citizens. We have values, strong values. All right. But at this point, right now, yeah. I'm really, I'm really sad for our country. I really am because it's not what it used to be. I know, I know. But look, hang in there, all right? There were times in our nation's history that were far worse than this, all right? There were. You go back to 1970, for crying out loud, all right? They were firebombing everything. The year before, Martin Luther King and uh, RFK uh, were shot and killed. I mean, the whole damn country was, the world was spiraling out of control. Uh, 500 guys a week were being killed in Vietnam. I mean, quite frankly, it's not that now. It really isn't. We're we're in a much better place. And, you know, as much as I cl- complain about social media, part of it is people don't riot as much. Now, there's a big exception with Black Lives Matter. Because you can vent into this stupid phone, because you can say stuff into this Dumbo phone, people don't riot as much. Quite frankly, people don't have sex as much because you can do all kinds of things with this silly phone. Did you know that? Yes, I do. Social media, though, is, um, I don't know if it's, but I just want to tell you, I think you're the best, the greatest, and I love the way you speak up for all of us. Well, I love it when I hear that. Call any time, Maria. Seriously, Maria. I, do, I call, but I don't always get on. All right. Well, say something in Italian. We always like to wrap up with a little Italian. Okay. Um, io ho molto, um, how do you say? Uh, respect. Respect. Hey. Respect. Per te. Perché tu sei molto onest. Uh, I love it. I have great respect for you uh, because you're very honest. I love it. I love it. It sounds so beautiful. Next time you want to curse, just throw some Italian around. It sounds so beautiful, no matter what you're saying. Listen, Maria, thank you so much. Say hi to the folks in Franklin Square. i got to go for a second. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. A lot of people are noticing that, uh, oh, it's a viral video on the front of the New York Post. What do we see here? We see a New York City police officer arresting somebody. And then, oop, there's a struggle. And, oop, the guy is running away. And he gets away. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, it's not exactly new. This has been happening. You know, cops chasing robbers, uh, robbers running away from cops, uh, struggling uh, since cops and robbers. But there is a... An added incentive for these robbers, uh, alleged, to run away. Alvin Bragg said on his first day in office that he's not going to prosecute resisting arrest. Why wouldn't you resist arrest, huh? Why wouldn't you run away? And so many stories, my goodness gracious. Every day on Newsmax, we do this on my uh, 7 o'clock show. We call it Black Lives Do Matter because black lives matter. Of course they do. Yes, black lives, white lives, but black lives matter. Not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. Why? Because that way they can attain political power, money, status, attention, all the things the Black Lives Matter management want. That and big fancy houses. No, but a black life taken by a black life, nobody, unfortunately, seems to care about. Except us, quite frankly. Uh, We're going to keep highlighting it until something the hell is done about it. 
Seriously, I have no tolerance for this. Do you? Nobody should. Nobody should, especially, quite frankly, Barack Obama himself. He was going to turn all of this around, and his election was just going to symbolize so much and inspire so many and bring on a new era. It didn't do any of that. But you know, Barack Obama, even though I think you've been seduced by all the wrong things, by power, by money, by uh, the adulation, by who knows what else, you could... You could set up the Barack Obama Conflict Resolution Center. We could put one in the Bronx, one in Brooklyn, one in uh, here in Manhattan. We can put them in all the boroughs. What do you say, huh? Put them in some of the neighborhoods in Chicago. Come here. I'll help. I'll do whatever you want. I'll sweep the floor or I'll negotiate with you. You bring in these gangs and you, damn it, you get in their faces and you work it. You know, how many people are we dealing with here? It's not that many. Brownsville. What's the population of Brownsville? I don't know. 100,000? These are manageable numbers. You are running a country with 300 million people. We're only talking about a relatively small number. Get in there. Work with them. Don't just show up and play hoops for the cameras. Don't just show up uh, reading Rainbow, uh, you know, NBC, Sunday morning, all that crap, all that phony baloney stuff that doesn't work. All those PSAs. No, I'm talking about real work. I mean, did you? Isn't this what you're supposed to be all about? Remember that community organizing BS, huh? Well, now that you're somebody, as opposed to a, a drifter, which pretty much is what he was, right? Where the hell was he? He went from Hawaii to California to New York to Chicago. He was drifting, looking around for who knows what. Read his weirdo book, uh, Dreams from My Father. And that is a weirdo book, by the way. Hey, one little funny thing in that book. Um, He lived in New York City for a while on the Upper East Side of Manhattan on East 94th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue. Guess who lived two blocks away? No joke. At 325 East 92nd Street. Lee Harvey Oswald, the future presidential assassin. Yes, it's that just only in New York, right? Uh, It's kind of wild. Lee Harvey Oswald lived here in the 1950s. Lee Harvey Oswald also lived in the Bronx. Guess who else lived in the Bronx? The guy he would one day shoot and kill, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, he lived in the Bronx. Granted, it was Riverdale in a great big mansion up on, I think, Independence Avenue and 232nd Street. The house is still there. Uh, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm, I pointed this out on Twitter. Everyone is trying to say that I'm a conspiracy theorist and that, you know, did Obama, you know, and, and Oswald get together. And I'm, I'm always quick to point out, I'm not alleging that I have no evidence of that whatsoever. Okay. No, I'm not going there. If evidence were presented, I would, I would look at, no, I'm like, when the hell was Obama born? 1961. The assassination took place in 1963. Obama was two and he was probably in. Well, we don't know exactly where he was, but he, he wasn't in Dallas. So, uh, uh, yeah, he didn't have anything to do with that. Right. Right. Oh, did you see Olivia Wilde? Do you know who Olivia Wilde is? The uh, What is she famous for anyway? What movie was she in? She's, like, famous for being beautiful. She's, like, the new version of Angelina Jolie. They even look alike. So she is all hot and heavy about 10 years ago with... Jason Sudeikis, 
And they had one of these permanent engagements. That's always a bad idea, by the way. You know, three years in, we're engaged. Five years in, we're engaged. All right. Sounds to me like uh, you're never getting married, but... And it's better, I think, to land, right? Yes, people are nodding with me, particularly the women in the uh, in the radio station. Um, yeah, you. Uh, I I think after a certain amount of time, it's either get married or move on. So, uh, but they didn't. They never got married, but they did have two children together. That's a big deal. Until what happened? Uh, Olivia got a little bit. Uh, mm, she found 28-year-old Harry Styles preferable. Harry Styles being the most, well, whatever, flamboyant. Uh, no, not flamboyant. He's just such a self-indulgent guy. He used to be in One Direction or Misdirection or one of those boy bands, and now he's all grown up, and he's running around like a lunatic with tattoos and wearing dresses. And uh, Olivia Wilde, who's 10 years his senior, is hooking up with him. So she's leaving Jason Sudeikis. But there are two kids, so, you know, that's uh, an issue. And you've got uh, custody things, and I guess they're battling that out in court. And she was served papers relating to this matter, regarding this matter, when she was on stage at Comic-Con or some sort of film festival. Some guy walks up with an envelope, and, you know, she's uh, being served. It's from the processing. You know, you're served. And everyone's like, oh, that should not have happened. Oh, how traumatic for her during her... Whatever she was doing, emceeing a film festival in Dubuque, who cares? I like we're supposed to feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her. Sorry. I mean, look, these people have nothing to do with any of us, but I don't like what I'm seeing online in our culture that somehow she is a victim in all of this. Okay. She walks out on uh Jason, perfectly nice guy, and the two kids to hang out with Harry Styles and his dress. You know. Nah, what do you want? What am I? What am I going to say? I feel like a, sometimes we always think that our significant other is supposed to do everything for us, make us fulfill everything. Right? You are to complete me. You must complete me. You must fix everything that's wrong in my life. Everything. And the moment there's something unattended to, I'm out of here. There must be somebody out there who can fulfill every single one of my needs and wants. No, there isn't, actually. Well, there is. God. Yeah. Start listening to him and things will change for the better. We look for answers in people. We will always, always, always be disappointed. Now, I'm not saying marriage isn't a beautiful thing, but no spouse, no human being can give you everything. And none. None. Well, I don't believe that. I will find my soulmate. Yeah, relax. What was that? What was that movie everyone loved? Uh, Somewhere in time. I don't. Know. All right, one more before I go to. Uh, I got to go across the street. Who's been on hold for a long time? Tim in Manhattan. Hi, Tim. Hey, hey, Greg. Congrats on half a million. Thanks. I wanted to bring up Elon Musk real quick. Yeah. Regardless of if he does pull this off, in my opinion, I think he will pull it off. But just the fact that he brought it up, it is showing the leftist hands. And he's also buying evidence. He's buying the, all the algorithms and stuff that were used against Republicans. So I think it's just a huge move for, for everyone. I love it. You're, exa- you're absolutely right. Thank you, pal, very much. i got to go to Al real quick in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Greg, you're doing a great show. 
You sound just like the other guy, but keep going. Anyhow, um, the um, synopsis uh, of uh, McCarthy, you know, what would happen if uh, there was a congressman in Florida that happened to resign and we were to uh, elect Donald J. Trump as a congressman, put him in as the Speaker of the House. And he could be president. But, hey, there's one thing, though, Al, and I want you to look this up. And you too, Ellie. You don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker. Consider that. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 7.